0: Welcome to your breakthrough blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a trauma informed marriage coach. After a decade of failed efforts, I transformed my marriage, parenting, business, and health in just six months by learning how to repair my nervous system and move trauma out of my body. And now I'm here to help you do the same thing. Get ready to hear inspirational stories and walk away with tangible guidance on how to design your blueprint to your breakthrough life. Hello friends, I have a very special human, someone that is so near and dear to my heart, tucked in a very special corner for all of eternity now. A friend and client of mine, Denisha Spellman, is here to share her story of transformation in her marriage today really offer some actionable hope. If you're listening, if you're in a spot where you're spinning your wheels in your marriage, if you're disconnected, if you're feeling stuck and dancing the same old dance for years, this is going to be a story that inspires. So
1: Denisha, welcome on. How are you, girl? Hi, I am doing great. <laughs> a little bit nervous, but I'm a okay.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. It's the, the nervous excitement. Yes. It's normal. So I'd love to start by asking, you know, what brought you to I Do Breakthrough in the first place? Tell us a little bit about how our paths intersected and what led you to this.
1: Okay. So to begin, I just want to let everybody know who's listening that I'm going to be completely honest and vulnerable with that conversation today, because I know somebody's out there listening knows like how I'm feeling or have felt in my marriage and it's been about a year since I've started how the breakthrough, right? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. in June. So, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> and before this program was even created, my marriage was just not going the way it was supposed to go. I wasn't happy. Like, I tried my best. So hard to be happy. It's just the intimacy was not there. I didn't feel like there was a like, friendship between us anymore. I were like, the moment he tried tried to like touch me, I would like flinch, be like, oh, (laughs) like, then I'm like, am I crazy? Like, am I weird for a feeling that way? And to be honest, like completely honest, like the sex just did not feel like we were making love for a while. Like it just felt like it was something I had to do to please him. I just could not really get into it. And and then he would feel bad because I was into it or I would like push him away. Like, I would just go for it for one week, total, And then if I don't feel like in the next week, he'd be like, to be honest, he would act like a baby. Like, why you don't want to make love with me? And I'm like, oh, like give us a space. <laughs> like, I don't feel connected to you at the moment. And so it's the lack of the intimacy, the lack of control that I have over my own body and not feeling loved through all that. Like, I did not feel loved in my, you know, in my walk. And the arguments that would happen, that would just put my emotions all over the place. Like, usually I can communicate pretty calmly, but during that time when we were not doing great, like, my emotions were just out of control. Like, I could not control my own emotions, even though I tried so hard. And it's just, I felt lost. And then I remember I met Becky through a different business, and I called her one day because I was at like my lowest point and i like I didn't have any other friends that were married or I felt comfortable like expressing how I feel and so I hit her up I was like hey Becky this is what's happening da, 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 da. and then she was like she told me <laughs> to follow my gut and I was like what does that mean? <laughs> like, farm my gut? Like, what is my gut telling me? And I had to, like, sit back and think about it because nobody ever asked me that question before, to be completely honest. I just expressed, like, I was just expecting to have somebody just tell me some advice, tell me that it's going to be okay, and tell me what I need to do, not name me in control of to find my own gut. Like, <laughs> and so, so, yeah, so... Uh, and then I know one thing that my gut was telling me that I wanted to work on my marriage. Like I wanted to keep trying no matter what it took. And then I I know that my gut was telling me that I need to be open with my husband about his depression because he didn't want to admit it. But I had to like sit back and be like, I'm going to talk to him about this. And so, yeah, so I listened to my gut and it brought me here. <laughs>
0: That is beautiful. And I actually remember that. I think when you first reached out, that was before I even started. I do Breakthrough, mm-hmm. if I remember the timing. Mm-hmm. And we were both, you know, in the same, you know, network marketing company. And I had never talked about marriage, you know, with right. you. But you reached out and I was like, oh, she opened the door. I'm going in. And... It I remember listening to your voice text in the shower, actually. It felt like a second ago. <laughs> I had the phone in the shower with me and I was like, oh, I'm so grateful that she feels safe enough to, enough to be this vulnerable. Now I can be vulnerable vulnerable back because I knew I had been through some stuff and had just been on the cusp of our breakthrough. And so, you know, what you shared as far as the challenges you you were facing before coming into the program are really relatable. A lot of the women in our program can relate to the whole, he try to touch you and you would flinch and mm-hmm. the cycle of him then feeling rejected. And then you feeling shame and confusion of like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I flinch? Like, this is my husband. He's He's not trying to choke me, you know, like that's not we've got our issues. That's not it right now for us. It's just what's wrong with me that I am tensing up at the approach of any kind of physical affection and then sex feeling mundane or like a duty instead of like this is not making love. This is not what I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. it's supposed to feel like and boiling down to just not feeling connected. And oh my gosh, the communication is so relatable. Denisha, just even the other day, you saw me ask in our group chat, like, guys, what's the number one issue in your marriage that you would say right now? And everyone was like, communication, communication. It was like caps lock communication, like F-bombs dropped communication. Mm -hmm. And so just feeling your own triggers and emotions out of control and communication I can't wait to dive in into how that shifted but I also love what you said of you spent years you know how many years were you married before
1: before I started I think it was like three four like mm-hmm. yeah, we go on to it could be five years in September so I guess like three and a half years before I did I back so yeah
0: right and you know expecting what We're used to in our culture expecting advice, expecting someone to tell you it's okay and this is what you need to do. But you were a little, you know, blindsided. You got the question, like, what's your gut saying? You're like, what the heck kind of language are you speaking? (laughs) But so let's dive, you know, into that. Like, you knew, all you knew at that point was, I just know I want to work on my marriage and I know I need to be honest with my husband about how his depression is impacting me. Before we dive deep, what else had you already tried? before coming into the program?
1: So I've tried, we tried marriage counseling like twice. We did for like a couple of months one time and then we took a break and then we did it again for like another like three months. We had Garchy to marriage retreats, which has been so much fun and so great, but then it was just temporary. Like we were followed the, you gotta do this, this and that, but it was just, did not last long. We tried, I've tried reading books my husband did not like to read books. <laughs> so I tried reading like books on how to be a wife, how to like marriage books, you know, the found love, love languages. I tried reading those things and I just felt like those things would help, but just for like a, a short while. And even though I put all my, like all my, <laughs> even though I would put all my, like all of me into all these things, um, it was just, my husband would not. And then I started to be mad at him. Like, why can't you do this why can't you try your best in this and it would be consistent for a little bit like he would do these things like this a b c d things so and then it would stop or I still it just still was not enough um I would still flinch I was still like you know I would still be into myself uh still didn't feel happy and loved I even try <laughs> it may sound crazy but I even try those those um a warmer therapy sense, like the stress relief and the breathe deeply and the sleep. And I'm like, those were nice for a minute. <laughs> like, But it was just, like I say, it was just a short term, like help. Like I have a candle right now this like stress release. And it, it's nice, <laughs> but I need to like, I, there was just something else that was missing. And so I tried all of those things.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're in the same boat as so many. Is just you try all the band-aid tips are out there that people say, you know, is supposed to work and you notice like there's still a disconnection. There's still the flinching, there's still, you know, a lack of um healthy communication and deep intimacy. So as you were, you know, leaning into the program, just the idea of maybe this is for me, what was the conversation like in your head and in your home when you were deciding whether or not to take that step?
1: So in my head, I was like, what's going to be different about this time? Like, and when you, Becky, will explain like the work, I'm like, hmm. And then the one thing you also say is like, it could be about me, like, Focusing on me, like not my husband or anybody else around me. Like, it's gonna be like the work I'm gonna do within myself. And I was like, I could, like, okay, let me try this. Cause I always put the blame on my husband. Like, that's completely honest. Like, it was him that was doing everything wrong. <laughs> but to finally, like, do something that was for me, that was like a plus. And then it was the money in our household. Like, my husband was like, you want gonna spend how much money? And I'm like, this much money. <laughs> and so, because we were not doing that great financially, we were sometimes wake up with no money in our account. To be completely honest, and but I was pushing him to be like, like this is a investment for myself for our marriage, and like, like and he was like asking about like why can't I just do therapy and use my insurance and da, da da da. And I remember seeing that with you, Becky, and, and discussed it. And I think if I realized how much like I never wanted something more in my life. Um and he saw that he's like, okay, Denisha actually wants this. Like, I think it's something that she really wants for herself. Like, I always put my other my family before me all the time. And like this is something I want to do. And like, you know, so I put beside like I put away like that budget to invest in this for myself. So so yeah.
0: Thank you for being that transparent about that. And I can relate. You know, it's like your gut is screaming one thing like, okay, I really want to do this for me. Like, I feel confident about this on all accounts. It's just the money, the fear, you know, that is so natural, especially in the economy that we're in right now. I mean, we just went through a pandemic. You know, this is a very triggering area for most people. And money is the number one thing that, you know, can lead to a divorce. It is on the charts, you know, as the highest... Divider is stress over money. And so, what went through my mind was similar to you when I was trying to decide to make an investment in my marriage and doing this deep trauma work, you know, this trauma healing, this nervous system repair. And I knew I had already spent so much money over the past, you know, decade on marriage counseling and, you know, workshops and, like you said, retreats and date nights and vacations, like anything to make our marriage better that added up to way more than the investment that I was looking at for the program. But it's getting to that decision of like, okay, well, there's going to be a cost either upfront or, or in the future, you know, like, I ultimately would hate for this to cost us our marriage by not, you know, leaning in and taking a chance on really getting us help because we need it. And so I just want to thank you for being vulnerable about that what ended up, you know, leading you to say, yes, it sounds like your husband saw that you really wanted this and you got to a place of like, okay, we're going to find a way to make this work because um, it's really important to Denisha. It sounds like. So what was the yes, like for you?
1: It felt like I like not trying to make it sound like selfish, but it felt like I finally got something that I wanted, like, Yes, I could spend money on like clothes for myself or like, a, you know, like I want to eat out more, but, but like this time it's like, it was like a different kind of selfish. Like I wanted to do something, like I said, do something for me and to like help like myself and focus on me. Um, like as long as I know my kids was like taken care of, like I have two little ones. And as, as long as I know, like they are good, like they have food on their place, they're taken care of, we have a roof over our head. Like we can put money aside for this investment for myself. Like I don't ask for much. Like I really don't. <laughs> and so like, and my gut. Like I was keep thinking about what Becky was saying. Like, what is my gut telling me to do? Like I don't know what I'm about to get myself into. Like I really didn't. <laughs> like we move a trauma out my body. I don't even though do, I not I never really thought I had trauma. Honestly. So I'm like, mm-hmm. but like I feel like. God was like telling me, like, I need to do this. Like, what's this for me? Like, it was just like, I know it will impact like my life and my kid's life and my husband's life. So like, I'm going to do this. Like, cause it's like, I had no other choice really. Like either do this or just wait another few months in in this miserable, miserable miserable left out living, you know? So that's what was going in my head. Like when I say yes, I felt like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my all into it and we'll see how this goes
0: man, is that relatable? Just the struggle of fearing that we're being selfish as moms, you know, and in our marriage. And a lot of it is just from society's conditioning and programming and gaslighting we've experienced. But the definition of selfish is like doing something only for yourself, for your own advance, no matter who you trample over. Mm -hmm. But that's not The decision. I mean, you're doing this for yourself. Yes, Yes. deciding like I'm going to put myself first for the first time that I have in a really long time and something meaningful that could potentially be the catalyst to a breakthrough in the marriage of our dreams. Like that absolutely includes my husband in that and, you know, being a better mom for my kids and, you know, generations to come. And so it's not selfish, but that is such a common conflict that Mm -hmm. women think when it comes to spending money on ourselves or taking time for ourselves you know we think we have to you know go to target and go grocery shopping for our self-care time when it can be but it's like you you also deserve real rest you know where you're not so another topic for another day but what were some of the very first shifts you began to notice inside the program
1: so, like I said, I didn't know what to expect, but the one of the first things I noticed was being more aware of my body. Like I was like meditations and chakras and all of that. But it was like an eye opener to like realize like my body, was my body going through to like be open about it and be listening to it. Like, why do I feel this way? Why what is my body trying to tell me? And so I witnessed, like, for example, like when my husband did try to touch me, I would flinch what else is my body telling me? Like, like my heart would be like racing or like, I would be tissed on my shoulders. My breath would be like short of breath. And so just be aware of those things. And like, I would just, you know, go to my room and do the work. Like I would like, and it's, it's so, it's so amazing, but I'm trying to stay focused, but it's there to help me to like, like, I would just do the work. Like, I was just meditate and just breathe and uh, tell myself like positive affirmations. And I would have never done that before. I would be telling me, like, Danisha, what is wrong with you? What, why are you so crazy? Like, who, like, what kind of wife are you? They don't want your husband to touch you. But, like, what is my body telling me? Like, why am I like triggered when he tried to touch me? So I was more aware of that and to be able to calm myself down and then go back out there like a, like feeling different. And yeah. And I remember this one time also that my husband say something that was so triggering. And I was like, let me step away for a second. Like I was a step away. He was like, okay. So I went to my room and I, it was a dark, it was, I remember this because it was like dark, it was dark outside. It was dark in my room. I just sat down on the ground and started meditating, like breathing and like well about my like I was aware of my five senses, and then I remember and I remember him coming in my room and was like what you doing and I'm like leave me alone <laughs> like I'm trying to do the work <laughs> I'm like why are you here so I had to stay in there even longer to process because <laughs> I was getting frustrated and so just like but it would it's so different because I know I'll probably be like attacking him even more but I'm like you know what this I'm doing me right now I mean, t- I just need maybe more time. And then he, he would leave, and I'll just stay in there, try to process, <laughs> get, rid of, like, get rid of the frustration. <laughs> but amen. <laughs> and so I just noticed that I I just noticed my body more and like what reason why I have migraines and headaches, like try to process it. Um, and instead of attacking myself, I decided to do positive affirmations. I'll go to the mirror, put my hand on my chest, be like, Denisha, you are okay you are you made a mistake but it's okay you are loved like all this like positive stuff and I realized like that helped me so much as well to like not attack me I think we call it like, the second arrow to not attack me even more after I make a mistake like yes I yell but it's okay like you will go back out there you will be a better like not better you but you will be like more like you know more relaxed more at peace you will you go you go out there apologize but you are not If you are not to blame for your marriage being terrible or things like that, like you are a good mom, you are a good wife. I would tell myself these things over and over again to make sure like, you know, that I am like I love myself. Like I want to make sure that at least I know I'm loved and I show myself compassion. Like this is my body. I, I can't control anybody else but myself. So I noticed that at the beginning of this work.
0: And how did you navigate this while having two kids? It's like, yeah, your husband's busting through the door, but you've also got two littles. How did you do this work with all of this?
1: And so, yes. So, <laughs> so like luckily for me, like I am a, well, I know people say the stay at home mom is a full-time job. And so I keep thinking like, it's not that hard, but it's actually a full-time job. It's like, the kids are all over the place. They're with me 12 <laughs> seven. And so I think, uh, I like that the work is like on our time. Like it doesn't have to be at this, like you don't have to like do A, B, C, or D by like a certain time in your life. Like there's all set times with coaching cars. However, like at the beginning of this of the work that coaching car was literally like during my kid's nap time. And so I was able to participate my kids are down for a bed but even not like I'm able to still like listen in like I don't have to participate um but I can still listen in it's to the other women discussing it like because when other women discuss you still gain like the help and like you know you still get something from it um even though you don't have to show your face and you know how to communicate and then and uh, and if, if I'm, like, triggered in with my kids around, I could just go to the bathroom at the bed, like, in a second, close the door. Like I said, the kids will come in the bathroom with me. <laughs> but I'll just close the door for one second just to, like, get myself together uh, while the kids will, like, do whatever. And then, like, even for, like, the modules, like, it's it's on our own pace. Like, we're not forced to get the module done by, like, a week or two weeks. Um, it's really on our own pace, so I just wake up early in the morning to do that, or wait right until bedtime. But it, it, I a for pressure, of course, and that's really cool. Like I have two kids at all, but don't, I'm not like I said, I'm not in a rush. Like there's no time frame. But I know for me personally, this is something I want to like. This is my investment, and this is something I really want to do. So I made the time. Like when my husband comes home from work, I'll be like, "Can hey, you watch the kids? And I'm gonna, you know, work on myself, work on this." Work that I'm doing and all those things, so like it is possible. <laughs> so, because at that time too, at the very beginning, I had a toddler and a newborn. So like, but right now it's different because the kids can play with them, with each other. But at the time, the newborn cannot play with the toddler, and like, oh, that's worse. And so, so it was difficult. But again, like I'll just wait to bedtime. I'll just wait to nap time. Uh. But I just make sure that I continue to put myself first where I need to do so. So, yeah.
0: it's amazing. It's just a testament to your character, to Denisha, of like these hurdles that you saw, whether it was the initial investment or I've got, you know, kids following me into the bathroom every second. I'm a stay-at-home mom. When can I get a minute you weren't victim to those circumstances as reasons to not heal. You see, you saw them as, okay, well, we got to get creative. This is a tricky thing, but how can we get creative and make it work because I'm worth the healing. And so what is it like now? How are you guys? Like how has communication changed? Sex? How's marriage? Tell us.
1: (laughs) So I have so much more confidence in myself. Like, I expected changes in my marriage, of course, but I didn't expect how much I've grown in confidence in myself, for sure. And yes, my marriage has been really good, actually. Like, the communication has been wonderful. Like, even if, like, for me personally, when I communicate, I make sure, like, I'm in a safe part, like, I feel safe, and then I will communicate. And if he texts it the wrong way or the right way, like, I'm okay. Like, it's okay. And if he does take it the wrong way, like, I'm like I'm not kidding. Like he would like, either the day of or the next day, he would come back and be like, oh, sorry that I apologize for not understanding where you're coming from. I'm like, cause I never mentioned it again. Like I just never alone. Like I can make it what, how I feel and you can take it however you want to. But it's so amazing how much he changed because of what I've like done. And so, our intimacy hasn't so much. Like I'm not flinching <laughs> all the time when he touched me. Even if it does, like I would, I would like say, I don't know where that came from, but I am like, I'm okay. Like it's okay. Like I feel safe. Like it's okay. <laughs> and it just it comes much easier. Like, like even today, he was like quoting me and things like that. Like it felt amazing. He kissed me, he kissed me on my new head. <laughs> and so it feels more real, more authentic. He would come home always smiling more and he would give me a kiss before he leaves for work on the cheek. It's just, it's been amazing. He would give me, surprise me with coffee from Starbucks, flowers. He would prepare a warm bubble bath and he see me stretched out and all over the place. Like, I'm, it did take a while, but I, it's just amazing how much work that I put into myself that it affected my husband. And so...
0: So, yeah, dang girl. You're in your golden era. You know, it's amazing because I think you you did what so many of us do for years is try to change your husband. And if we're being real, like we think they're the problem. And you saw the power of like, look, when I backed off and even when he was busting into the room, I told him, no, this is me time. I'm really working on this deep healing you got your dream husband. What the heck? <laughs> Bringing you Starbucks, drawing you bubble baths. He needs to give some pointers to my husband. I haven't gotten to the bubble bath level yet. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. And I want to ask you, you know, a couple more questions before we wrap up. If you could go back and tell yourself, Anything, your former self, you know, the woman who was stuck and unhappy in her marriage, unsure if this, you know, healing would be different. What would you tell her now?
1: So I would say, Denisha, girl, for one, stop blaming your husband. (laughs) He's not the only problem around here. Two, stop focusing on what he, like I said, stop focusing on what he needs to do, what you want him to do. Stop pushing your own mental health for the sake of his. Like you need healing too. You are part of the story too. Like you are strong. Yes, you are strong, but you don't have to be. You can let your guard down. You can find, You will find happiness within yourself and you matter. Like you put yourself first all this time, but I mean, you put other people before yourself all the time, but you matter too. And you are so very loved and everything's going to be okay. Like, Denisha, everything's going to be okay. You are enough, and you deserve happiness. And so that's what I would tell myself if I could go back in time.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that so much. You matter. Mm-hmm. You matter. And that was like the decision, the initial decision, you know, that it boiled down to in the beginning mm-hmm. that now has set you Into this continual expansion and transformation. And I love that you mentioned even when you do flinch, it's not like we're trying to get this perfect report card now on the other side of like, we'll never be triggered again. But now there's not that shame cycle of him being rejected and then you shutting down and feeling guilty. It's like you're able to express that authentically and communicate, you know, in a way that, you know, you're safe and you can see the benefits of it. So I know those who are listening right now and resonating with your story, you know, maybe they're a mom of two littles, or they're wondering if investing in their marriage is worth it, or if she'll have enough time to put in the work, is it possible to change if her husband isn't on board, all the things. What advice do you have for that woman listening right now?
1: As told by my coach (laughs) that led me to this, follow your gut. Like, don't think too hard about the what ifs, like what if. I can't make the time. What if my husband doesn't agree? The investment isn't something, the investment isn't just for your marriage. It's about saving yourself, saving yourself from the thoughts that you are not worthy, that you are not in love, saving yourself from giving up more time on not living in the present. Like your husband does not have to be on board for changes to happen. Like I'm a witness to that. Like my husband was not on board at all, but he's I see him change so much, work on himself. And I had no idea how much of what I did will impact him in so many ways. Like, I came in here, like, expecting him to still be the same way that he was. And he's not. Like, and and to realize that even if those things did not change, like, I still at peace with myself and whatever decision I'm going to end up making. And, And I met so many incredible women through this work. From different backgrounds, ages, experiences, and like no woman is the same, but we're going through like the same journey together. And so you're not alone and you won't be like, this is a lifetime investment. Like, you will not be alone like ever. You don't have to feel alone. So well,
0: that's beautiful advice, Denisha. And is there any other last words that you want to share before we hop off here? This has been so amazing just getting to hear your story on this end of it.
1: I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for you, Becky. I'm grateful for the I do Breakthrough. Grateful for the women who are in it. Uh, I think i grateful for myself for stepping into it. Uh, it's still a journey, but it's a journey that I don't have to do alone. And so it's, I'm just grateful.
0: <laughs> I'm so grateful for you too. And you're glowing. I think that's just the most you know, beautiful contrast to flashback, which felt like a second ago to mm-hmm. that original voice message, just in this energy of constriction and fear and confusion and yeah, just that energy I related so much to just I'm I'm lost like something's mm-hmm. off to. You're just beaming and even following you now on Instagram, you're constantly like joking around and being silly. And like, I just feel like you've got your essence back. Like this is Denisha Mm -hmm. in her element, just happy to be at home with her kids and loving her husband and dancing and singing. And your reels are hilarious. (laughs) I love following your content on Instagram. But I just love you so much, my friend, and I'm so honored. We're connected now for life. And thank you for sharing your story so freaking vulnerably today.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I love and appreciate you so much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating or review to help others find the show. To learn more about working with me or joining the I Do Breakthrough community, head over to my Instagram at Rebecca Lee Oste, where you can learn all about my program in my bio. And please send me a DM with your takeaway from today. I'd be honored to connect and know what landed for you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll chat with you next week.